0: time for another episode of corporate global fantasy premier league podcast it's me evan estes and i'm your host
1: and i'm your other host taylor
0: taylor the ghost is here
1: yep that's me and i
0: and and i'm doing an impersonation of the the radio broadcaster on hubie halloween
1: (laughs) wow the famed hubie halloween
0: I just watched it recently, and it stands... Well, I can't say it stands up. It is pretty bad. (laughs) It's like, I'll I'll be honest, the second time through... Because I watched it last year as well. um, The second time through, quite a bit more annoying (laughs) than the first one. Wow. It lost its, like, novelty, I guess. So... uh, I appreciate your
1: commitment, though.
0: It was more so about the atmosphere of halloween (laughs) that's why i watched it nice um that's literally the only i think at this this watch through that was the only good thing there was one moment that i thought was very funny and that was it (laughs)
1: wow uh really low payoff well welcome to our uh third consecutive halloween special um (laughs) this one is getting close to being actually a halloween special um, Evan, what are you? I see you've come dressed up in a costume. What are you dressed
0: up as? I'm as a jester, a jester <laughs> and a fool. I'm wearing, I'm wearing an Everton jersey for those that you can't see me right now.
1: Wow, what a what a day to be wearing an Everton jersey.
0: Uh oh, I might have to change headphones.
1: <laughs> I can I can hear you.
0: No, I know. I'm going to have to change headphones because I think they're going to die. Okay. Well, get my replacements.
1: Sounds good. Get your replacements lined up and then uh, just like give me the signal. And whenever you need to change, I'll just go on a little diatribe and then we'll be all good.
0: Cool. Um, Yeah, it'll be perfect during the uh, we're just everyone can hear this right now. We're not editing this out. Jay, do not edit this out.
1: Please do not. We need the people to hear this.
0: We need this.
1: In the interest of transparency, we are letting our fans into all of our planning sessions.
0: Okay. Um, Anyway, where were we?
1: Um, (laughs) We were talking about Human Halloween, but that was not (laughs) intentional.
0: Yeah, not intentional. Um, We can move on from Halloween.
1: Yeah, we need to talk about the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League, because this is the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast. Um,
0: Uh, Yeah, do you want to go on... uh, on and talk about I'm very good at segway Yep. You want to go on and talk about the league table. Yeah. A lot has happened, so this will keep you busy for quite a while.
1: Yeah, totally. While well, Evan surreptitiously changes his headphones. Um
0: <laughs> you, say that?
1: <laughs> you already told them it was gonna happen. Anyway, do your yeah. thing. Um so we had a lot of movement in the league table, but that movement did not happen at the head of the table because Our father, our grandfather, the Lord of the Feast, um, Wyatt Keener is still sitting at the head of the table um, with a nice solid 90 game week points um, or points this game week. Um, He's still over 50 points ahead of the next place team, which is uh, this week it's Evan Estes. So um, Evan has regained second place from his brother in that fraternal struggle that seems to be ongoing between Evan and Eli. Um, right now, Evan is a top, um, but who knows? It's only by 12 points and Eli may regain second place here soon. Um, in fourth place, we've got SLC hairs. That's Evan Hare. Uh, he moved up a couple spaces. And then in fifth place, we've got Jake Hare, Mr. Fantasy football. So a really good week for the hairs because as you'll see, um, I also did pretty well. Um, in sixth place, uh, moving down a couple spots, we have um, Rob Smeagol Golem. He had a kind of a tough game week at fifty-four points, um, and then me moving up two points. It's Ice Test, I Test Inc. with ninety-nine fantasy points this week, folks. Um, I gotta say, I was disappointed not to get the round one hundred. Um, it it was pretty close. Like I Cancelo had a yellow card, he could have gotten me uh that extra point um i had three players who didn't play 60 minutes and so only got me one point so they could have gotten me that extra point it was a little bit frustrating but that's okay um in eighth place we've got william spicer's the Bruce matthews uh in ninth place dropping down a couple spots with i gotta say not a great game week at 36 points is tim griffith and proper prospects that um live by the sword, die by the sword of Tottenham Hotspur is not suiting him and his brother Jay very well at the moment. Uh, in 10th place, and this is one of the stories of the week, I think, is our good friend Reed Zimmerman finally crawling his way out of the magma of last place to the dry land of 10th place. Um, incredible scenes, honestly. Giving good these- given the adversity he's faced. Um, And then in last place, uh, we have Jerry Groth, Jay Griffith um, with soccer, too. He had 58 points this week. Evan, what are your um, thoughts about the table this past game week?
0: Lots of movement, and I love it. I love it when a lot of things reshuffle around, especially when I'm on the way up. That's always nice. Um, and it was good to see you have a good game week. And uh, thank you. Rightfully so, you moved up some spots. So yeah, a lot a lot of stuff going on. I I think that it was just one of those weird weeks where it started out really slow and then just all of a sudden Mosala did everything for us. So, yeah. So
1: I don't know. It was, it was just
0: a weird one. A weird weird game week as far as fantasy points go.
1: Yeah, I could be misremembering this, but I think there were like 28 goals scored this There's a lot. game week. And yeah. just when you have that many, and especially if they're concentrated in a couple of players, it's like yep. uh, that is a recipe for a big table movement. And we definitely saw that. Um,
0: yeah, it was like, <laughs> like the signs of an earthquake. Totally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It was like, it was either you were scoring in like the high 80s or 90s or you were scoring in the 50s or you were like 50s. Right. It was like, there wasn't a lot of in between the two things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There really wasn't too much in between. So yeah, definitely made for an interesting week. You want to get into some of the games that we watched? Yeah. Um,
1: I watched the, um, end of the first half and all of the second half of Liverpool, Man United, which is definitely. Wow. One we've that's got to
0: that's the that's the game of the weekend, I think. Yeah, it was One incredible. That everybody's talking about it. Was incredible. I it did, was. I did not watch it. Give me your
1: thoughts. Uh, I mean, Manchester United were awful. They were truly bad, and um, yeah. I mean, it's hard to imagine how Solskjaer keeps his job. To me. After a game like that, because with that and then with the Leicester game and then losing or may, did they lose to Atlanta or did they just barely win? I don't know. They had a not great
0: showing it in the Champions League, too. I think they won.
1: Was that the one that they just barely won in the last minute?
0: I think so. Yeah, because Ronaldo scored. It was another like late minute one. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was just it was just really terrible on their part in Liverpool by contrast, was just, like, firing on absolutely every single cylinder. It was so wild to watch the difference between the quality of those two teams. Unreal.
0: And to think that we thought United were in the running for a, a title this season. And to think that no one talked about
1: Liverpool, including us, at the beginning of the season either.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. They kind of went under the radar between Chelsea and City, um, and then United possibly being in it. They kind of Yeah, I I heard a commentator mention something about Liverpool being an underdog, or maybe it was on a podcast or something. Liverpool kind of being like this underdog, or at least kind of taking that up uh, upon themselves because everyone kind of was like, Yeah, they're good, but we're not really expecting it. And then, you know, when I guess when you don't have as much pressure, because all the pressure I think is on City and Chelsea. Yeah. Um, And there was quite a bit of pressure on United also. Um, And I feel like with, Liverpool not having many personnel changes. Um, they didn't win the season. They didn't win the title last season. So yeah, it's kind of like what I mean. They don't have anything to lose. Um, yeah, you know they're they're going to be top four um, pretty comfortably, and they knew that going in. And then no, you know it's like I don't know. I just feel like they didn't have as much pressure on them. So yeah, they're playing incredibly well. Just I mean. How do you not? How do you not captain Salah every week as long as he's doing this? You know. Yeah. Like, I think every, I think after this, people are just going to be only captaining him. Like, I mean, yeah. Who, who else are you going to captain? I mean, even him going against Chelsea or City, you bank him to probably score or at least have a really good chance at scoring. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. He's a, he's playing uh, is the best he's ever played. I think the best form he's ever been in. Which is yeah. wild, considering he had that record-breaking season, uh, what, three seasons ago? Something like that? Yeah, I think two, it was three seasons two, ago. three seasons ago? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just wild. I hate to see it as an Everton supporter, of course, but... Whatever. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's wild. It's like when you watch him in front of goal, it's just it just l- seems like he cannot miss. I don't know what it is yeah. about, regardless of the position he's in... There was like one of his three goals that he scored over the weekend, where his he made like this really really bad touch. Like he received the ball on kind of a diagonal, um, and he took a bad touch that like should have just gone straight to De Gea, but for whatever reason, De Gea just kind of stayed put, and so he was able to chase it down and poke it over him. It was just that kind of stuff. Just is all going his way right now. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, yeah, he didn't flow. He's in his flow state.
1: He has reached Nirvana. True. He has reached soccer Nirvana. And I'm really, this is like, I don't want to ever <laughs> sound like I'm glad that someone has an injury, but I was definitely planning to captain Lukaku for this game, for this game week. And oh, if he, me too.
0: And if he yeah. was
1: in the squad, I definitely would have. And perhaps he would have then, scored a lot of goals too. I but,
0: mean, they had they had seven goals. They scored more than Liverpool. And so you, you'd probably bank him to score at least a couple. But like, I don't know yeah stranger things have happened i mean i have kai havertz and when i saw that they scored seven i was like oh i bet kai at least got one nope no no not get even this? an assist oh no. he got a clean sheet point though <laughs> wow that's why your, i brought him in those clean your, sheets your striker gets three points from a game where you score seven goals that's just, unreal just absolutely ridiculous i mean I think I think he was the only one that had less than six points on that team. Oh my gosh. Out of the starters, I'm pretty sure he was the only one that had less than six points. Just wild stuff. Wild stuff. Goodness Um, Goodness. Yeah, anyway, so I mean, Liverpool, obviously you said firing on all cylinders. They're just playing incredibly well. And the flip side of that, literally, Man United look absolutely like they are falling apart. Yeah, they um, really do. I mean, it's about time Ole gets found out. Come on. I mean, I don't know if it's not him being found out because I feel like people never really thought he was that great anyway, but so he's not really getting found out. It's just the luck has run out, I think. It's like he would always get enough games where it'd be like, ah, it's fine. Well, we'll keep him for a little bit longer. We don't want to mix it up. But at this point, I I don't think that firing him and bringing in someone else is going to throw everything off to the point where they, you know, are struggling. So I think it can only be up from here
1: if they get rid of him. Yeah, I totally agree. Like there's definitely, there just doesn't, at least in that game, uh, there just didn't seem to be any kind of a plan. Like it really just, (laughs) it, it really just looked like every person was doing their own thing. Like, you know like mason greenwood would like press really high and then like fernandez and ronaldo wouldn't like do any kind of uh like maneuvering to make any kind of um, headway based on that press it was just like everyone was doing an individual job but
0: there wasn't a lot of like cohesion between what people were doing weird man it's weird and honestly i mean it's weird to say that someone of Ronaldo's talent is making a team worse, but I don't see how it I it just kind of makes sense. Maybe correlation doesn't equal causation, but I don't know. I kind of think it does in this case. Cause yeah, he's he's old, he's not gonna be pressing as much, he's playing up front. It's not that he's not uh, pressing I just don't as much, see it's it.
1: that he's not pressing at all. He's like really Yeah, he's just not it, doing anything. That- except like and this is kind of how it felt to me watching them it's like people would press when they felt like they it it was like not people didn't press when it was like tactically um like important to do so they would press yeah. when it like when they had been just kind of like walking and then they needed to show that they were engaged in the game so they would just like every <laughs> couple of minutes they just have these like random sprints towards the ball with no like uh, sense of cohesion between the the front three, and then they would go back to like walking around for a while. It was, yeah, I don't
0: know. Bad. Um, Ronaldo is the Solomon Rondon of Man United. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) I don't know. Which is is a big, big big burn on him right now. Big burn on
1: you, Ronaldo. I got you. It's a burn on Ronaldo, but also probably a
0: boost for Salman Rondon, I would think. <laughs> um, no. If he looked at the way Ronaldo was playing, yeah, he'd be like, yeah, that's bad. I don't want to be associated with the way that that man is playing. Fair enough. Um, to, and also, to- of course, the negative connotations around him as well. But anyway, yeah. um, what were we going to go? What were we going to say? Would-
1: I was gonna address Jay's question. So Jay asked us yeah. a question in um, Discord about whether everyone should be dumping Ronaldo, and I think the answer is yes for me.
0: Oh, absolutely! He's so expensive. even if they even if they do get a new manager and they get that new manager balance and they actually have a plan, he's a, he's so expensive that it's not worth the risk. Get rid of him if you have someone that you could easily bring in that is. Playing at least a little bit better than do it. Yeah. I'm not going to say that
1: if they bring in Antonio Conte and they just start firing absolutely perfectly, I'm not going to think about bringing him in. But yes, like until that happens, exactly. uh, like, there are so many other strikers who could do a better job at half the price.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 You nailed it. That's
1: so right. Yeah. Uh, so you you hinted at the oh, Everton God. the Everton game, oh. and this is Jay's other oh. question uh, was about Everton and the future of Everton. But before we talk about the future of Everton, we have to talk about the very recent past of Everton, which was a five to two loss to Watford.
0: To Josh King
1: <laughs> to Josh King. Wow. Thoughts, feelings? Just
0: an absolute. Pardon my French. Shit show. <laughs> oh folks. Wow. Yeah, I've been practicing. Um on duolingo Duo Duo Duolingo. Duolingo? Yeah, totally. Rosetta Stone. Um what to even make of that? Just I mean I missed the first goal that we scored. Okay. I like, didn't watch any of it. By the time though. I by the time I got the by the time I got the game on the TV and cast it on the TV there was like, it had been like two minutes into the game, two or three minutes into the game. And we had just scored. And I was like, Oh wow. wow. This is going to be so much fun. Was that the Tom um, goal? Yeah, it sure was. Um, which you love to see it. Cause he never scores really. And yeah. he's had a rough, he's had a rough two or three seasons. And so it was great. I, I thought we we're off to a great start. And I thought, okay, it's only more goals from here. um, but no, it was, uh, they scored like in 10 to 15 minutes later. Then we scored in the second half to make it 2 1. And, um, well, I don't really know how to describe it. It was, an, it's like we just didn't play, essentially, um, because they ended up tying the game and then getting three goals in like 15 minutes or something, just tearing us apart. I mean, honestly, they, like we made them look like city like that's how like that's how like like just direct and incisive they were wow they were just like i don't know it was absolutely shocking absolutely shocking what do you what do you make at of- home at home mm. um i don't know i don't know <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think there's a lot that could be said, but I think that we were just, we've had a long history of being very fragile mentally. And I think that's what it comes down to Mm. overall. That's what it comes down to. There are things to be said about the substitutions that were made. I think Rafa maybe probably could have done something a little bit differently, but I mean, obviously, the players played, like, this, So. Wow. It was just bad performance all around. And, yeah, I think the reason it was such a big deficit in the end was because once, once you, like, get Everton to a place where they're, like, hit despair, it's just you can do whatever you want. Hmm. And, like, they did that as soon as they, like, tied the game and then went ahead it was it was over there was no that's a that's like a perfect articulation of
1: something that i've felt about everton before is like yeah i think a lot of i think maybe one thing that separates like a top four top five team is that they will go down occasionally right like people will score on city early in the game um People will score on Chelsea early in the game. Sometimes hasn't happened often, but but they the like they never feel out of control. They never feel like that puts them in a kind of spiral. And I think with Everton, sometimes that does seem to happen. It's like you can yep. you can send them into the spirals really really easily. And I what like is oh, that yeah. like is that it's people talk about like club culture a lot. And that's like, to me, a very fuzzy term. I just like, have, am having a hard time like thinking about why that's the case.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you understand it with teams like Norwich, like that, a 5 2 scoreline would not, Watford and Norwich. I mean, honestly, Norwich would still be disappointed um, in yeah. that, you know? But like, you, at least with that, you're like, well, they suck. So it kind of. Um, So, I don't know. I mean, but with us, I think, I don't really know what it comes down to. Like you say club culture, I think part of it is maybe the personnel that are there. Um, maybe just the players aren't up for it, some of them. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just very weird. Uh, but... The, it's a history so like there is something there there is something that needs to be addressed um, it's not just like a one-off or even like a one or two season type of thing this goes back to like across managers yeah like back to cumin yeah so we've had what four five managers now in the last whatever um, and it's the same so yeah I don't really know I don't really know what else could be done be honest, um, yeah. other than just bringing in new players. I mean, well, we were missing a very important piece with Decore, who is the backbone of our midfield and our team. I mean, I think that is one of the takeaways from that game that he is so important. Hmm. Um, he dominates the midfield, especially when we have our playing a 4 4 2 and we have Allen and Decore, that works. Especially when they're playing well, but even if one of them have kind of like a mediocre game, it's okay because the other one is good. Um, but when you have Allen and Davis, Tom Davis, like Tom Davis is not the same as DeCore. I mean, he's just not gonna he's not gonna be that aggressive and and win possession back and just dart it up field like like so. We were missing a very important piece. I think maybe we could have gone with three in the midfield um, and maybe congested it a little bit more. Yeah. um, And that would have helped. Um, I I think Solomon Rondon has been bad since he got here. I don't know how he's still starting. I think with Richarlison back, we have to play Richarlison and Gray up top and then Gordon on the left and Townsend. I mean, yeah, and Townsend on the right. Hmm. That's just what we have to do we we i we can't play with rondon right now he's not. he doesn't do anything it's not even like it's not even like calvert lewin from two or three seasons ago where he wasn't good like in the box but he was still holding up the ball mm. rondon's not even doing that like and that's kind of what you would expect from him it's like if he's not putting in um like he's not giving you output with goals and assists and creative involvement he's at least holding the ball up and bringing into play but he's not even doing that Mm. so i don't really know it's a very sad state of affairs at the moment um and i just hope that we can pull it around with wolves um because if we don't things are going to get sour um i mean i (laughs) i think i agree (laughs) um
1: uh I will say I think that there always seems to be a point at the in the season where this happens to Everton. Like where they always go down into these dumps at some point. And it's just a matter of climbing climbing their way out or climbing your way out, which you always seem to do. And you always seem to finish top half, which is fine. So Jay asked in Discord, um, what do you think is the future for Everton? Like where does where does it go from here, do you think?
0: Yeah. I think the future lies in the past. So if, um, uh, does that mean big Sam? Oh God, no. Um, no, well hopefully we hold on to Rafa for the rest of the season. Yeah, it seems, um, yes. and I can't think any, I can't think beyond that at the moment. Um, no, what happens is classic Everton, um, where we're disappointing against the, the bottom teams, like bottom, dirt, poor, bottom teams, we're mediocre and boring. But win or draw against the middle teams, and then occasionally we surprise uh, one of the top teams. So, I don't. Yeah. That's just that's just what we do. It, it's never consistent, and it's very annoying. So, yeah, but that's yeah. what you can expect from us, Jay. We will. Um, especially until we get all like full strength, um, namely Decoray. um, We're going to be pretty, we're going to be pretty lackluster, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, So based on, here's a question for you based on this game week um, and the games you've talked about, as well as the games that we haven't talked about, are there any players who are on like your fantasy watch list? like players who you really want to try to bring in, whether or not it's possible at this point?
0: Sure. Um, so just any, any, anybody in general, this is just a general question, not about Everton, not about a specific match, just in general? Yeah, just in general. Yeah, it's kind of a weird one because I thought about wild carding, uh, but then I didn't because I just wasn't ready for it. Um, I just, you know, I just wasn't thinking about it enough to know what I would do and I wasn't confident. So I didn't do that. And then I took a hit and brought in two players. Yeah, I noticed that. And and it went very badly until Solos did his thing. And so my game week ended up fine. And now I'm looking at my squad thinking, I don't need a wild card at all. Mm. So it it is a very I'm in a weird kind of mental place. I've done kind of the the full circle thing. Um, so, I'm in a weird place and I don't think I need a lot. But one thing I'm thinking of for sure is um, getting rid of my darling Ben White and uh, bringing in, well, it's either going to be Chilwell or Rudiger. So, I already have Azpilicueta, and I've got, uh, I'm going big at the back right now. I've got Aspilaqueta. Diaz and um, Cancelo and Livermento. And if I bring in another Chelsea defender, that's two Chelsea, two City, um, and Livermento. And I feel like that's great. I would probably go Alexander-Arnold, but I just don't have the money for it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So, uh, Chilwell and Rudiger are both on my radar. Um.
1: Do you have a sense of who you might pick between them? Say, if you had to do it this week, for instance.
0: Uh, I'm kind of leaning chill well.
1: Definitely higher upside.
0: That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I and I think I have room to play with that right now. Just with my other defenders, I think I have a little bit of room to play with that. So, I know my zombie team has chill well, and uh, and that's great. But you know, I need my real team to do well too. So. I'm thinking about bringing him in and uh, you never know. He might, he might really spike something that Rudiger can't. So yeah. Yeah. I definitely see the upside there.
1: Um,
0: But in defense. Yeah. That's really, I feel like my defense is kind of set once I do that. Um, It's, I mean, maybe not set long-term, but it's like as good as it can be at the moment. Um,
1: Yeah. Two, two city, two Chelsea defenders. That's pretty great.
0: Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's yeah. Missing maybe Alexander Arnold, but, yeah, I'm fine with it. Um, you can't have everybody. So. Yeah. Um, some other players, I think um, in midfield, man, midfield is so weird to me because um, I don't – there were so many people in midfield for so long, and then like two weeks ago it just stopped. Like you don't want Ben Rama. Why would you want Ben Rama? Mm. You don't want Sar. You don't want, you don't really want. I don't think anyone's ever wanted Havertz, and I have Havertz, but I will probably hold on to him now um, just because Lukaku's hurt and Timo Werner's hurt. You can't, it can't hurt to keep him. Um, You don't really want Jota, but like he's not bad to have. He just got you 11 points. I know, but you don't, you never know if he's going to start.
1: Yeah, that's true. He does seem to perform even when he doesn't start, though. I will say.
0: I know. I know. That's the thing. So it's like, yeah, maybe he is. I guess it would be different if like we had a bunch of other like if we had other city and Chelsea and United and Liverpool, a bunch of like nailed people like Spurs or Everton. Like if we had a bunch of nailed people that were performing well, then yeah, Jota would be like way down the list. But since there's no one else there, then yeah, he's fine. He's a good pick.
1: What do you think That's about? What do you think about, because this is someone I've been try. I've been scheming to try to bring in.
0: I hope you're about to mention someone that I'm in, about to mention.
1: Is it Phil uh, Foden?
0: Yes! I was going to yes. Yes. Um, I, he's always been a weird one. And you can tell me what you think right now, but he's always been kind of like, never sure starter. But at this point, that's not really, I don't necessarily have to have that just because I've got enough other players that I'm okay if he like comes off the bench or if he just doesn't play. Um, obviously, there's going to be one-pointers in there, which will be annoying, but I feel like they're up- the upside is there um, and might as well. I mean, I don't really know. Uh, going back to this, I don't really know who else to get. So, yeah, I think he's one that I'm interested in. Yeah, he's
1: definitely on my list of people to look out for. His price has risen. So he's like 8.1 now, which is kind of unfortunate.
0: Um, that's, oh man, that's expensive for
1: him. I know. But he scored, he like he scored, didn't he score two goals against uh, Southampton or whoever they played this week? Um, uh, God, who did they play? They played, um, oh, they played Brighton.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, yeah. Brighton, Brighton looked good at the end of the game. Yeah.
1: It's funny how teams can look good when they, know that they're they've lost
0: but um it is but they they had the ball like city didn't even control that game towards the end and
1: usually they do that was frustrating because that like last minute goal was all that stood between me and like 15 extra points from my defense which was kind of frustrating or same yeah but anyway um uh yeah i think Increasingly, Foden is becoming indispensable to what Man City are trying to do, and I think even the threat of him not starting is much less than it used to be, even yeah. at the end of last season. Yes, um, I agree. So I think I think he is much less um, of a kind of punty pick now, and I I really am trying to bring him in. I'm hoping I'm I would love to scheme a way to upgrade Rafinha to Foden. That is my goal.
0: That's, I think that's a pretty decent move. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the, I, I just am not buying Rafinha right now. Leads are just not yeah. really doing it.
1: Yeah, I know. So I'm trying to get rid of Rafinha. I'm hoping to bring in Foden. That's a pretty big price jump. So I think what I may have to do in order to do that is spend the money I was banking to bring Lukaku back in when he's healthy. I don't know if I want to do that or not, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, that's tough. That's but, really tough. But you got to play for next week, not in three, not for three weeks from now. It,
1: yeah, that's so true.
0: You can figure it out later. Um, one tr- one position that I'm having trouble in is uh, my forward line. I don't know who to get. Like, who, who is who? who like, do you I. Have- I have Vardy and St. Maximin, and that's fine, but I don't want St. Maximin for much longer. Like, I'm looking to get rid of him. So, a couple people I'm thinking about is if I wanted to go very budget to bring in, um, oh, gosh, the new kid from Wolves. quag Yeah, exactly. Um, so, maybe bring in him if I wanted to go budget and save some money. Um... I don't really want to bring Antonio back in, even though West Ham are, like, fine. They're good. He scored this past uh, week. Yeah, he did. Um, but, like, I I mean, I don't want Harry Kane. Lukaku's hurt. Ronaldo sucks.
1: Um, I mean, Tony. Tony is the natural one.
0: Yeah, I guess. Has he done anything recently, though? Not really, but they've had rough
1: games. They've got really easy games coming up. So, okay. Okay. so their, their fixtures coming up are Burnley, Norwich, Newcastle, and Everton.
0: Wow. Oh, man. You've got me wanting to make a double move then. Bring in Tony.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I. Maybe I'll
0: bring in Tony next week.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's worth a try because he's actually he's like not even playing the most forward. Actually, that Embuemo um, guy.
0: Maybe I'll um, bring in him. Bring in him.
1: He's a so he's, uh, he's plays as a midfielder. midfielder. Right? Yeah, yeah. So he's a huge value pick at midfield, although he is an injury watch. So be careful of that. Um, but he is like playing the actual striker position, and Tony's playing a little bit wider, which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I basically brought in Tony and Embuemo for this run of games. So I'm really hoping that they can put something. Oh, together.
0: wow. You've got both of you're doubling up, huh? Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. so cheap. Might as well.
1: Yeah, they really are. I think Tony is 6.4. Embuemo's like 5.5. 5. Jeez.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If they bring in some points, that's definitely going to be worth it. So uh, that's
1: that's probably where I would go personally.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's probably a good move. Yeah, you're right. Tony, I need to bring in Tony, especially for that Norwich game.
1: Yeah, seriously. Yeah, maybe test it out this week with the Burnley game and then Yeah. It seems like it might be working. Yeah. Slot him in. Cuz I'll make
0: cuz I'll make my Chelsea defender move um this week and then I can do um Tony next week for Norwich. Um yep. what what plan what are you trying to do? What are you are you already brought in those two um, are you looking at anything in particular?
1: Yeah, so I brought them in on, on my wild card. I wild carded two weeks ago, um, or was it last week? It was two weeks ago, um, before game week eight. Um, and uh, I'm, I ar- actually already made a transfer for this week because I wanted to do it before the price change. Um, so I was like the only person on the planet who didn't have livermento. And so I uh, subbed out uh, Ben White for Lifermento, which Don't I kind of just I kind of just needed to do it. Um, and they were like, the distance between their prices was slowly getting smaller and smaller, so I went ahead and pulled the trigger. Um, I may have to play with a kind of skeleton squad this next couple weeks. Ooh, spooky, <laughs> yeah, uh, Halloween. Theme. Uh because of some possible injuries. Like I've got three starters who have like 75% chance of playing signs right now, which is a little unfortunate, but um
0: Yep. It's, and not great, but yeah, you just might have to roll with it.
1: Yeah. I'm and I've got bench play like all my bench players start, which is good. Oh. They're yeah, not all. They're not all good. It's like Brownhill for Burnley forever. Yeah. So yeah,
0: not great. Yeah, not good. But at least they'll play. Yeah, get you a couple points.
1: The person I have my eye on, and I think, other than Foden, uh, I really want to bring in Rudiger back in soon if I can. Yeah. Um. Although I currently have Trent Alexander-Arnold, Ruben Diaz, and João Cancelo. As my, I've been playing a back three, you know, but I have them as my back three. But I would be tempted to move to a back four um, if I could bring, bring in Rudiger. And then this is my perennial—he's on my perennial watch list. He's probably the closest analog that I have to your relationship with Riyad Mahrez, which is um, Yuri Tielemans.
0: <laughs>
1: I always don't just,
0: do like, it, man. Don't like, do like, it
1: every time. I'm like. I'm so glad I got rid of him. He does something spectacular like this past weekend. And I'm just like.
0: Yeah, you just got to let you just got to let him go. You just can't bring him back in. Yeah, that's how you do it. You just never bring him back in. And then you are, you know, you can't get hurt if you (laughs) never brought him in in the first place.
1: Wow. Good life advice.
0: You never. You can't. Yeah you can't get hurt if you don't if you never love then you can't be hurt
1: and that's the that's the fpl lesson right don't love anyone don't get hurt
0: yeah and win the league exactly let's get shirts made (laughs) that's our merch that's how we'll make a living oh yeah we've been
1: trying to think about how we can make a living from this podcast that's That's how how we'll make a living
0: That's how we'll make a living selling merch to our ten listeners. Um, We'll just sell a very expensive T-shirt every every week. A different, and they have to buy it.
1: Yeah. Did you see that the Tifo Football Podcast just started doing merch? Yes. Did it's incredible?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're so
1: cool. They do like the merch has like the diagrams of historic goals on it. Oh, it's so cool.
0: Yeah they they are they are they're so cool i love them yeah uh they did they did a uh, uh an episode on rebranding the super league did i you saw watch that, that? Yeah. yeah that was pretty good that was pretty funny um yeah i love all those guys they're very funny
1: um so trying to think if there's anyone else that is on my watch list Besides Yuri Tielemans. I mean, I would like to own Kai Havertz for the reasons that you currently own him. I don't think that's going to happen, though.
0: And The I, reason I own him is because I could never get rid of him. I mean, you could... I always he, had other things to get... I I always had other buyers to put out. So, yeah. that's the reason. I started with him and it was a bad pick and now I can't get rid of him and now it's turned into a good one. So I that's not the reason that you're saying. You're not saying that reason. So yeah. if you're saying you wish you had picked him for the first game week and have held him this entire time. That's the reason that you want him so that you could go back in time and just hold him for two points, one point, two points, one point, <laughs> yeah. zero points. So there's one game he didn't even start, didn't even play. Well, yeah.
1: Meanwhile, meanwhile, Mason Mount's out here scoring hat tricks for your boy Taylor Why Hale. would
0: you want Havertz? You already have Mount. I want them both. I want the set. <laughs> uh, you want the set. Well, yeah. Mason Are they You should.
1: You should drop Havertz and just pick up Mason Mount.
0: No. As soon as I do that, you know what's going to happen. I have to stick to my guns. Evan, this is
1: exactly the logic you always talk me out oh. of.
0: Look, you know, no, no, no. This is different this time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm different, I promise. Um, <laughs> I've changed, I swear. Um, so here's why I think this is different um
1: i mean the lukaku situation makes it different for sure huh
0: yeah the lukaku situation yes but correct me if i'm wrong um this was like one of the only games that mason mount has scored points in correct
1: well he's been injured for a long time oh so he let me take a look at his um
0: weeks i'm just thinking i don't want to be point chasing right i don't want to have i don't want to do that Uh, no i
1: I totally i agree
0: and oh man but it is but like i'm trying to think from the perspective if i didn't have either one of them who would i bring in yeah i mean that's a good question I, i think i'd probably pick mount because he's cheaper it would at least be a toss-up,
1: and he is cheaper. Yeah,
0: yes, it's a toss-up, and he's cheaper, so might as well go with it. And you may not want him long-term. That's fine, because once Lukaku and everyone else comes back, it, he might not be as big as good of an asset. But I think because they're so, because they're hurt, he does have to go forward a lot more. I think he has to do something because yep. they don't have any momentum forward other than him and Havertz. Ballistic is hurt. ZH is hurt.
1: I think Ziyech might be back actually. He played oh, a little bit of this of the Norch game, I think.
0: Oh, okay, good. I'm glad I he could he's be done. wrong about that, but he I thought been I hurt saw hurt that. For a while. He's been hurt the whole season. Um, yeah, but I mean, even then, like, that's not very many people. So Yeah. Yeah, they do kind of rely on him right now. So yeah, I, I don't think I think it's in that I think I'm in that precarious place where Havertz is is good enough to hold. You want to hold him, but you don't necessarily want to switch him for Mount. Maybe I could have him and Mount. I could have the set. Um, I could probably afford that. If I didn't want, if I didn't want my third Chelsea player to be a defender, I could go Mount and Havertz and Quetta. Right.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about
0: that. that, I could, I could get rid of Gross, Pascal Gross. Hmm. For, the, for that,
1: yeah, that's tough. I mean, I don't, I don't think. I think maybe the transfer is more important to you. This is my read of your situation. The transfer is more important to you than switching out Havertz for Mount immediately, right? Maybe it, there will come a time where that makes more sense, but right yeah. now it seems like you need the transfer more.
0: Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably. Yeah, I think it's a luxury move. Yeah. I think that would be a luxury move, and I don't know that it would be worth it. Um, I think I would probably rather just let it play out for another game or two, see what happens, see if anybody comes back, see if that changes things, see if Mount can keep this up, and then then make my move in a couple game weeks or something. I don't know. Maybe when I wild card, maybe that's when I do it, because I'm sure I'll wild wild card in the next three or four game weeks. That would be my guess, but you never know. Yeah. I might I might wait until the very very end.
1: That'd be cool. I mean, if you can be in second place without having wildcarded, that's impressive.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. If I wildcard from a position of power, like I'm I can maintain my second place status and um kind of towards the end uh, like especially near the Christmas season when it gets hectic and people get hurt and people aren't playing, it would be really nice to have my wildcard then. Because um, yeah, that, that season is always like you, players are getting hot and you just have to pick them up. And it's so bizarre. Yeah. But it'll be nice if I have the wild card at my disposal for that. So maybe I'll hold it um, for as long as I can. But if I get multiple injuries, then I'm just going to pull it.
1: Yeah, I think that's the best way to view it. Like, To me, the wild card is definitely... A kind of like um it's like a an emergency break type situation where like like for me for instance I used it two weeks ago and that was me being in tenth place with like very little prospect of moving up honestly with the players that I had and so really kind of needing some kind of shake up um, yeah that was more than like one or two
0: players so yep yeah I'm just gonna try not to take any more hits I took I've taken two minus fours already this season. Um, I don't really want to do that again.
1: It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Because once you do I'm it not- once, you're like, you kind of want to do it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, because if you don't do it, you're like, it's not worth it. But if you do it once, you're like, well, I've already done it once. It's like um, it's like uh, dropping acid. If you do one, might as well do eight. <laughs>
1: Is that how acid works?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, you get my point, though. It's like once do. you've done it once, the kind of the scare factor is, a wh- is gone. And yeah. so you're like, well, I've already done it once and it was fine. It didn't kill me. I'll do it again. This time it didn't work out. Um, well, actually, it might have actually worked out. How many points did Luke Shaw get? Um, let me take a look.
1: Um, Luke Shaw got minus one (laughs) points because he had a yellow card and they scored, um, more than five goals or more than four goals.
0: Yeah. Still wasn't, still wasn't worth it, but I really only lost like, I, it was really only a minus two because I subbed out Lukaku for Vardy who got me one point. Mm. So that's a minus that goes to minus three. And then I brought in um, as who got zero instead of negative one, so it kind of brought it to a negative two. Um, wow. <laughs> so the, so the it,
1: margins uh, are very thin.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that I, in, in my book, yes, it would have been better to like not I should have just not done the negative four and kept just done the Lukaku Duvardi, and then I would have been then I would have been down one rather than four. So yeah, it's kind of a but three points is not that big of a deal. I thought and if as played, I thought that was the risk worth taking.
1: This yeah, is totally the first
0: yeah. thing need to start, I think. So what can you do?
1: Yeah, I mean I'm definitely not against taking those hits. I just think that for me oh, at yeah. least for me at least it's always like um, I like always gambling. once I get that first taste, yeah, I just want to do it again. And it's not the oh, best thing
0: to do. Buddy, if Taylor Hare goes out to Vegas, y'all better watch. <laughs> Yikes.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Any Anyone else on your watch list or any other like things you wanted to mention from the game week?
0: Um, No, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's all I've got to say. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about?
1: No, I just wanted to reiterate a big congrats to Reed on his game week. I just think yep. what he's done is spectacular. Fighting back from that early setback of the crappy auto draft. Getting 90 points
0: this weekend. Climbing with- oh. out of the grave, you might say. Like a zombie come to life. Exactly. Yeah. Lit- uh, and no, we're not talking about the zombie league. This is the real league.
1: Yeah. But we um, have
0: maybe a zombie infiltrated it.
1: Oh, that's an interesting, Isaac- na- yeah, an, an interesting narrative to pursue. Yeah. Is maybe... <laughs> Maybe Reed is a interloper from the zombie league.
0: <laughs> he just hasn't, he just doesn't touch his squad ever again. and <laughs> <driving up. laughs> Yeah, that would be incredible. Wow. No, I think he has been doing something um, obviously because it's working and uh, sorry, Jay.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Jay. I mean, Reed you can do got, it. Though. Reed managed. In, in the, in the, to get in the 12- famous, Sorry, I was gonna say Reed managed to get twelve points out of Dennis this week, the Watford striker.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm very aware. (laughs) I don't even remember him scoring or doing anything. I don't know how he got twelve points.
1: Uh, He he had he had one goal and two assists.
0: Good lord! Yeah. Oh Dennis, Dennis, Dennis.
1: Cool. Uh, Are we ready to wrap
0: up? Well, this will be our last. this will be our last Halloween podcast. Should we do something special?
1: What do you, do you have in mind?
0: Um,
1: <laughs> you were hoping I was going to bail you out of that, weren't you? <laughs>
0: um, I've got a, uh, I have got feel like there could be a song that we sing. Um, we could sing a song. What is the... Uh, uh, you know the song from... Um, it is Nightmare Before Christmas. I've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas. Me, me either. But maybe I should watch that. <laughs> um, maybe on Friday night. Also, not stuff- a
1: Halloween movie. Christmas movie.
0: Oh, it's a Halloween movie.
1: Is It's not about the night before Christmas?
0: I mean, it's, it's a Halloween and Christmas movie. <laughs> okay. It's both.
1: I'll take your word uh, for it.
0: I don't know. I mean, I've never seen it. How would I know? Um,
1: I mean, you did bring it up, though.
0: Yeah. Okay, so it's a very simple song. Okay. Just go and it's just this is Halloween. Okay. I'm pretty sure this these are the words to the song. And so it just goes, This is Halloween, this is Halloween. Okay. And we just do that over and over. And then you just and then you turn it off.
1: You, All right, uh, folks.
0: you stop recording.
1: Folks, it's been it's been a good episode. We'll see you next week. Ready, Evan? I'm-
0: Uh, yeah sorry it's been a little wacky on my end in every single aspect
1: (laughs) alright see you folks later this is Halloween Halloween.
0: this is is Halloween. Halloween this is Halloween this is Halloween